What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I'm back today, and I got a first-time guest on the show. It is Mike of the Metal Thrashing Nerd podcast. Uh, it was cool to sit down with Mike, and he's he's from Georgia. It's cool to sit down and, learn, and talk about his uh, music projects, his podcast, and his podcast that also supports other music projects and metal music in general, um, which is awesome. And uh, we also talk about wrestling for a little bit, talk about comics, movies. It's It was cool. It's like, uh, you know, it felt like I met somebody like at a metal festival and we vibed out and we had like, it was just like definitely uh, if you, you know what I'm talking about, if that's happened to you um, or any music festival, I guess, just felt like running into somebody and having a good conversation with them. And, uh, you know, the he introduced me to a handful of new bands um, that I haven't heard that I was listening to after this. Um, and, yeah, it was just, it was cool to, to get to know another podcaster. You know, he, he's, uh, he, see, he got a new, he has a co-host now, I think, on that show. Um, and so go follow them. I think it's at Metal Thrashy Nerd Podcast. Uh, and then you can, there's links in the bio there. And he mentions uh, at the end of the episode where else you can follow him as well. Also, if you could do me a favor and follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod, all one word. I'll leave a link and uh, tag Mike in the podcast uh, on the Instagram when I post. And also be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Hit the plus button or the bell or the whatever it looks like notifications so that you know when I drop a new episode I have some more I've been recording uh, trying to get back to a regular recording and posting schedule and so I'm excited to be bringing you know continuously new episodes and new guests to the people that listen to this show um, uh, thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this episode Bye. son today oh no worries <laughs> all good uh yeah it's uh so if you hear some singing in the background somebody going nom, nom, nom. <laughs> he's uh, uh he's fun <laughs> awesome uh thanks for doing this by the way uh i uh, no, no problem yeah i i wanted to um i guess start this off by you know saying that it, it's I think it's rare and you might notice this too that you come across people that enjoy metal music as much as yourself like i it's oh, like yeah like they're that like when you go to a metal show it's like one of the best feelings in the world because it feels like you're all together in this one place but then we all scatter across the you know the town far away to our own right. lo- our own locations um and uh Nice Testament shirt, by the way. I just wanted to. Yeah, say. I got this when I saw them with uh, Slayer when Slayer did their retirement tour. Oh no way! That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a great night. Uh, let me just go ahead and say this: uh, when they started playing "Rain and Blood," the second the kick drum started, mm-hmm. we saw bolts of lightning hit the sky. Man, wow. at that auditorium, just it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That would have felt amazing. so crazy, like seeing Slayer and then like the lightning strikes in the sky. That would feel 
Man, that would be right awesome. at rain yeah. and blood. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, like I mean, this, it was perfect. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, it's like if it started storming and you're watching Black Sabbath and they're playing Black Sabbath, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or if like, yeah, they're playing like war pigs and then like some explosions happens or something, you know, behind. No, my like, ass is running. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I got to remember my three year olds over here. I got to watch the language a little bit. <laughs> okay. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to ask you like kind of, you know, the inspiration behind your podcast because I, was you know listening to some episodes kind of going through and it seems like you you know you have a like a like you know people like in like i'm assuming the kind of the scene in your your region or area and you like have been like it's cool to see you're like you know showing kind of showing these like giving these local bands some support giving these guys some support well it's a couple of things i had kind of i've gotten an offer from someone while they were drunk <laughs> to be in a band. <laughs> okay. And then they were like, well, man, I got to talk it out with everybody else first. And I'm like, get my hopes up. Why don't you? So it kind of went and listened to them play, you know, see if it was something I wanted to do. And I was like, and these are longtime friends. I was like, I, you know, I think uh, Martin, he's a guitar player for Kayfabe. They were on the first episode. I was like, man, Martin feels the role of the guitarist. And with y'all doing the punk hardcore kind of crossover into metal thing, with all the wrestling stuff, it's a bit much for me. You know, if I'm going to do something of my own, I'm going to play thrash. That's why I started the uh, Infernal Tyrant project where I'm, you know, just doing thrash music. And I kind of expanded a little more on my own without anybody else's input, you know. Oh, okay. I can be a control freak. Getting off subject. Um, <laughs> it it, it kind of, that kind of led me to a point where, like, I was like, well, I've got some recording equipment. I was like, well, I, I can, you know, upgrade some things. And I got a new uh, interface at the time. And I was like, guys, why don't we see if I can record you? So, yeah, I, it kind of just started out as I'm going to record bands. Or more specifically, I was going to record Kayfabe. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at, you know, I'd been listening to a lot of Jim Cornette. Have you ever listened to his podcast? No. Uh, big wrestling guy. But he was pretty big in the territories. And I got real big into that because I'm a big wrestling buff, too. And I, I just got the look and I was like, I've got the equipment to do a podcast. So I told them, I was like, guys, let's just start a podcast and we'll use it as kind of a promotion thing. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guys promote. And then I just kind of randomly tried to see where I could go with it. And it's got to this point where now I, I'm just doing bands. I was trying some other things like, I, you know, I was wanting to get more into comics and talking wrestling too. Yeah. But it, it just kind of, it didn't feel right because my one passion is music. That's, you know, it's kind of where I, I've, I've been all these years. Mm-hmm. I've been playing guitar for, let's see, I'm 34 going on 35, 23 years. So I've kind of always been with music. I'm a yeah. big Testament fan, obviously. Uh, you know, I, I started out when I was 10, 11 years old, listening to Metallica records, like the old ones, you know, the, yeah. I started at my first good album. Ones. That was yeah, the, the first album I got was ride the lightning. Oh, nice. You know, that was the first metal metal record. Yeah. You know, I think I got a few ACDC albums here and there, too. So, but that's kind of what spawned all of it. And some people kind of go more in the, uh, like, the radio rock direction. I went the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got into Exodus, Exodus and stuff like that. Testament, obviously Megadeth. Because if you listen to Metallica, you know who Dave Mustaine is at some point, and you of course. I feel like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, of course. But yeah, 
it, it led me down this giant rabbit hole where I'm at now. Uh, but let me ask you. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question here, real quick. Okay. Because I do that a lot already. Um, being a podcaster yourself. One second, son. Chill out. Do you ever um, have issues where you have those awkward silences, or you're afraid if, to fill that space? You might have to talk about yourself a little bit, and maybe that kind of worries you a little more. Uh, like maybe you're taken away from the guest by talking about yourself. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely try to to listen for that. I think that a lot of the time, my goal is to have enough questions and enough topics before I start to kind of, you know, mitigate that or make sure that I have something to go to right. in case the awkward silence happens. Like I, I definitely have had episodes where I listen back and I'm like, man, like I forgot a bunch of the stuff that I was going to say, you know, and I should have had it pulled up. And, you know, I think you, it's one of those things that you learn as you go, you know, like, uh, I definitely, I feel like every episode I'm always taking something away being like, okay, the next time I record, I need to, you know, make sure to have this or make sure to have that. Or, and so I feel like it's cool for the get, it's cool for the listeners too to like, uh, hear that progression. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. And so, I like to hear that progression with other and always like see what they're doing different and stuff too. It's, it's interesting. It's yeah, it's, it's an odd experience for me to talk about myself personally. I, I had to ask that because it, it just came to mind, you know, it's uh, I've seen people talk about, they hate to hear the, the podcaster themselves, the host talk on and on and on about themselves. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're not paying my buzz sprout fees. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> If I got to fill space, I got to fill space somehow, you know? Exactly. I got to keep things interesting. Uh, so you, mes- you mentioned a lot of, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I just, I get some interesting guests most of the time, some very, very interesting guests. <laughs> you know, they've got stories from the road. If you check out the last episode we did with uh, Titanosaur, Grey Puffer, and Inexorable, the dude from Titanosaur has a story about a whorehouse you'll never believe. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I was cu- I'm curious too about like you know you mentioned a lot of like thrash uh, bands you know and 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 talked about that and I've noticed that's kind of a theme in your in your podcast. Do you like do you have you explored listen to like other like do you kind of stay try to stay up with what's like coming out and like what kind of like is new and stuff as well somewhat but it's usually i accidentally stumble upon something everything seems to be my accident with mm-hmm. me uh you know just even starting the podcast doing this and that you know just it's all accidental it's all chaos um yeah no i try to but my main focus is finding bands that are interested in coming on the podcast. Okay. And kind of listening to them, see if that's something maybe I can, I'll feel good about promoting. Um, I'm really excited. I had just heard a band. Have you heard a band called Wraith? Wraith? No. They're from Indianapolis. They are a thrash band. And man, they are tight. Okay. I mean, they, they've got it. They've got it all down, man. Like as far as that thrash down, they've got it all down. Um, and I'm really excited after talking to them, uh, you know, to have them on. They're going to come on in the future. I'm working this out with them. So, yeah, there's, you know, one band in particular. They seem to have a bit of a pretty good following. So Nice. I was excited about that, too. You know, we're always looking for somebody with a following to come on to kind of help, you know, build the podcast. Yeah. Especially in my scenario. Of course, yeah. Well, you... Like in my scenario, it's. 
Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. No, I'm I was going to say, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, it, it, it seems like, you know, you're, like, you want to get people on that have, you know, it's also a great way for those bands to get, like, you know, more, like you're cross-promoting all whenever you do that, you know? And so it's like, that's a that's a great thing to do. And, and I think that keeps, I guess that's keeping you, you know, keeping your ear to the ground on what's new in terms of, like, what's, you know, something available to, to, you, to you as, like, a, a guest and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I've tried to reach out to some fairly bigger ones. Uh, I got really big into, have you heard the spirits? The spirits? No, they, uh, it's just the spirit. Oh, the spirit. Sorry. They're, yeah, they're just a, they're a German band. Um, it's kind of like a cross between dissection and maybe like, I don't guess you could say like Amon Amarth or something. It's like a little, meeting area between that place and i got real big into them and I, I actually tried to get them on there and then they told me they were like our uh you know their head guy of the band's like he doesn't do podcasts he didn't really like doing them oh, so okay. I've, I've actually tried reaching out to some even bigger ones yeah but no like you were saying that's exactly where i was going i try to get people with a following so that way i can help promote the other bands and i always tell the other bands before we record too i was like be sure and promote. Tell people you're on here. Yeah. Let them know. Let them know there's other episodes. That's the idea. If I, you know, bring your following in. Maybe they, you know, help this band out. Totally. I'm leading more towards a, a roundtable style now where I've got, you know, two or three guests. And kind of like really forcing that that whole thing where everybody's having to interconnect their fan bases and stuff. Because they're yeah. some unique bands. <laughs> well, it's like kind of like building a network almost, you know, and that could lead to those guys maybe getting like gigs together or something. I noticed that you're also like really into, uh, really into comics as well. And that's something that you talk about on the, on the podcast also. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would say there's a ghostwriter. There's a ghostwriter poster back there. If you look at my podcast logo, it's based off of a nineties ghostwriter logo. Okay. Yeah. I could kind of see the, yeah. the font. Uh, the font looks a little similar to what you have up there. Uh, my friend Jeremiah Morgan did that for me. He's a he's an artist that does logos and things of that nature. Oh, okay. And he did that for me. He did the Infernal Tyrant logo for me for that for my music project. And I'm looking to get him to do some more art and stuff for me too. He's he's a local guy here in Georgia. He's a great artist though. Nice. Fantastic. Hell so, yeah. So you know, shout out to Jeremiah there. Thank you, Jeremiah. So are you um, are... you were kind of talking about you were talking about keeping ear to the ground and stuff. I I don't necessarily know that a lot of my stuff is newer that I get into. Um, At 34 with a very busy life, I tend to kind of just slowly branch off from other things. Like it's not just thrash. I'm really big into a lot of power metal. One of my favorite bands is blind guardian. I like a lot of progressive stuff. Um, I've been a huge Dream Theater fan for years. Yeah, I like Dream Theater too. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been working into some other, I guess it's the Georgia Boy thing, but I've been working into Chet Atkins and even learning some of that on guitar because it's really difficult. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I like started out, I guess, similar like music interest. I guess I, like my, my parents were really into like thrash metal and like definitely showed me showed me a ton of stuff and like they were also into like my dad is a huge like rage against the machine fan and he loved like Soundgarden, right. and uh 
And that's where I got my basis from. And then I think I was like maybe 15 or 16. And my aunt's boyfriend was over at their at my grandma's house when I was hanging out one time. And he showed me Lamb of God. And I didn't know any. Yeah. And I had never heard anything like that before. And I was like, what the hell is this? And he was like showing me music videos. And I was like, I was like, whoa. Like it was just like, it was just like the next step, you know? Like I really loved like whenever I listened to like, Metallica or you know Megadeth or anybody it was always like the fastest heaviest songs were my favorite and then you know you find something that's heavier than that and it was like and then I just kept go I kept I was like what what sounds like that and then looked up and found bands like All Shall yeah. Perish and uh bands yeah. like uh you know Carnifex Whitechapel of course you know that kind of era was when I really like really gravitated towards and then I feel like right I feel like it kind of fell off, and then now, uh, the past like I don't know, like three or four years, I feel like there's been a definite like they're kind of going back towards um, the sound is like coming back to like that kind of era. I feel like in some certain certain bands are kind of you know bringing like Suicide Silence is like a band that I like liked early on, and then I felt like they kind of went a different way, and now they're coming back to that like heavier sound again what everybody at the time called deathcore. Yeah. But yeah, like deathcore. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> I was, I remember seeing job for a cowboy when they were still touring yeah. on their EP. And after, after that, it was like any of the other bands I heard after, you know, job for a cowboy. I was just like, eh, you know, they kind of, yeah, they, they kind of went and cut it for me. Yeah. They definitely got, set a level. A cutter yeah. <laughs> job for, that's so funny. Yeah. So many friends I know, like that's one of the they're not really into heavy music but they know who job for a cowboy is and i feel like that's pretty cool uh just to to know that like they are like at such a level of heavy that they people know it even if it's like something that they're showing somebody else because they think it's ridiculous it's like still that is like the standard for you know that's kind of like the marker for that level of music you know or level of heaviness or whatever maybe it was on tiktok yeah. It's probably on a TikTok video or something, you know. Hey, it's funny. We when I was still in my old band, when I was still in Malvian, we played a show with a band called Carcosa. And as it turns out, they're really well known on TikTok. Um, they're known as the metal pickup line guys. Interesting. So it's like that death core, like death metal type sound. Uh-huh. But they do pickup line they, they scream and growl pickup line oh i know? think i've seen yeah i think I, okay i think you're ringing the bell now i think i've seen this that's so funny i'm not on tiktok but my wife is and she shows it to me and she showed me that and she was like your name sounds so familiar and she got to looking at an old flyer on facebook for one of the shows we played and they were on there that's cool and i was like at least somebody got out of ziggy's in chattanooga you know? <laughs> not many people do there's not a lot of people to come out of Ziggy's or JJ's very successful. Just saying. Is I that, mean, but we, you know, I've played some shows at JJ's that were pretty, you know, cool. Are those like popular venues opened, over we, there? I guess. <laughs> I mean, for Chattanooga, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chattanooga's big one right now is probably The Signal. Because The Signal's getting a lot of big bands in there. Um, as far as metal goes, too, I know I'm going to see Exodus, Death Angel, and Testament there next month. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we're we're getting some more heavy bands here. That's pretty cool. I don't have to drive. I don't have to drive all the way down to Atlanta and deal with that traffic just to see a band. 
that is pretty cool. But I'm probably but... going to go anyway. Nice. Just a, uh, just a, you know, I'm not going to say they're a small venue, but I think I've been there once. Uh, well, over at JJ's, we opened for uh, Crowbar at JJ's one time, and uh, I think I think the next week it was Goat Whore that was playing there. I don't think I've heard of that. That was the show I wanted to. <laughs> that was the show I wanted to open for. Uh, the guy that does the band is actually from Acid Bath, Sammy Duet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Have you ever listened to Acid Bath? Yeah, I know Acid Bath. Okay. Uh, Goat Whore. It's it's crazy because he played an acid bath and now he's got a black metal band. <laughs> it's called Goat Whore? Yeah. Goat Whore, yeah. Oh, They've yeah, been around right a long here. while. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, they got some. Yeah. Wow, they got a good amount of albums out. Nice, dude. Yeah, I've got one of them over here on vinyl. I think I got. They're on Metal Blade. I'll have to check them out. I don't, yeah, I haven't heard of this band before. I'll have to check them out. That's awesome. Fun stuff, yeah. Um, I might throw a bunch of names like that out at you. No, it's cool. I mean, the more, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I was, that was going to be one of my questions for you, anyways. So, you know, feel free to, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for a new, for a new metal music to get into. I know there's a lot of, I when I moved to California, I came across like a handful of local and like bands in LA and and like Bay Area stuff that I had never heard of before that are like they have a ton of local shows around here like the it was cool to move here and then be like oh shit yeah this the scene here is like amazing like i i didn't like realize yeah, yeah there's not really much of a scene here in dalton georgia it's uh mostly country bands and bar bands and i think that's i think that's another thing about the podcast is it's almost therapeutic for me you know i can get on there and talk to people about metal and different stuff like that and you feel and you feel like you're connecting with that instead of being yeah, what you're surrounded by yeah i mean i don't i don't necessarily hate the country music i'm not too big on modern country but yeah you know, i like some older stuff i mean I, i'm a southern boy so I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and spit on dolly parton at all we don't talk trash about dolly in my <laughs> i mean she's a wonderful woman she's done so much for her community too you know mm-hmm She's one of those few. She doesn't get out there and spit out her politics. She knows what she is. She's an entertainer, and she stays by that. So that's one of those. Every so often, you have an artist like that, like going towards rock and metal. You have Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 not too big on Bono, let's say, <laughs> for you yeah. too, because of the over political nature of Bono. You know, but I mean, you were talking about Lamb of God. I mean, but it, it fits Lamb of God. You know, my first introduction to Lamb of God is not jingly pop songs or just horror music. It's the Ashes of the Wake album when it came out. Yeah. That was a huge deal for me at like 16 years old. I was like 15, 16 when that album came out, man. And it was super exciting because you were talking about them. It was like them... my favorite one from that time was Shadows Fall. As far as, you know, the music from my generation, it's Shadows Fall for me. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, Kill Switch and Gage were a big deal back then. Yeah, I remember. I was kind of always, I was a little always on the fence with them, you know, they're okay. They're like that, they're like the border, they're like right on the borderline of where on the other side of them is like Five Finger Death Punch and like those kind of bands. <laughs> 
But then on the other side is yep. like everything that I like is right here. But then it's kill switch engage, and then yeah. it's everything after that. I'm like, I don't know. It's like they're like the they're like the last. They're like as far as I'll go. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I totally understand that. Um, I, I've heard people talk about Black Sabbath like that too. You know, like they were underground, but they were they were you know, it's like they poked their head up every so often or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and like you always got to have that one band like that because they elevate the entire scene. Because you know, otherwise, not as many people would have listened to bands like Shadows Fall or God Forbid. But the funny thing is, now is Lamb of God's the most popular one out of the bunch. Yeah, I actually saw them. Uh, I saw them with Megadeth and uh, when they were on that tour recently, uh, and that was one of like the best shows. I it was my first time seeing Lamb of God, and I have. You know, for like ten years, they've been one of my like favorite bands to listen to, and I missed a couple times to see them in the past. But yeah, I was there, and I was just like, "Oh, this is so worth it, dude!" Like, I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> it was just—I actually saw them at the same time with Slayer and Testament. Okay, man, man that was a that was a stack show. It was Testament, Behemoth, Anthrax, Lamb of God, and Slayer. So that was a great show. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Like getting to see Anthrax and Slayer good... at the same time is probably. That's like a, you know, it's a big deal. The Behemoth weren't shabby either. I I've the heard hell them. Hell of a live show. <laughs> Where was it? It was it in like a was it in like a bigger was it in like an amphitheater or was it like a like a dome? Yeah, it was an amphitheater in North Carolina. Nice. Because we we bought tickets because we didn't think they were coming to Georgia, so we just said okay, the hell with it. We'll buy the tickets for North Carolina, and then the next thing you know, they came to Georgia, but they came with Napalm Death. So I was like. Eh, I'd rather see Behemoth than Napalm. That's true. Now, if that had been Carcass, if that had been Carcass, that would have been a different story. I've seen Carcass like twice already, so <laughs> I love Carcass. Them and Creator. That's like some of my favorite bands. Yeah, that's I've I've heard Creator. That's some the. It's like to me, it's so cool that there you can find one like particular type of metal, and there's just. You could spend like weeks just like going through bands, all these bands that have these different, it's like slightly, you know, they have their own flavor. Like I found a band called Lich King that I had never heard of before. Yep. And uh, I like came across them and I listened to their whole discography for like a week and a half. I was just listening to Lich King and I was like, this band is amazing. How have I never heard of them before? And that's the one thing I love too about like the some of these streaming services. I know that they kind of they're not great for the artists, uh, you know, not great at you know for for like them being able to make money and stuff like that. But I do enjoy like as a consumer being able to find music with like things like Spotify and things like you know uh, Pandora and stuff where you can just put on like the my my awareness of 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 bands and like you know different types of of metal and like specific regions like there's a band in in louisiana that i really like called two piece and they're it's just two guys but they like and i watch some of their live shows and it's pretty amazing to just see like two guys just like and there's circle pits everywhere and it's just two dudes you know a drummer and like a guitar player and they're just ripping and it's like there's so many different styles of of uh, you know ways to communicate it it's amazing Kind of like Satyricon. Satyricon's a two-piece. I haven't heard of Satyricon. Black metal. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty big into... 
or at least I have phases where I'm really big into black metal and then I take a break. Usually the one band out of all the black metal stuff, I, I usually find a spot for at least two or three times a year to listen to is Immortal. Oh, I know who that is. Actually. I, I love Immortal. Oh, I love Immortal. I came across them. I came across them, uh, I think, on like a playlist. It was like, uh, I think it was just a black metal playlist on something and they were they were on there and i was like whoa this is this is pretty cool <laughs> it just like hit me uh, how old are you by the way i'm 29 29 we, i think we have just enough of an age difference to where i'm 34 so those five years you know in between i was still reading guitar magazines and occasionally revolver would have something in it where it was like the 10 best black metal bands, the 10 greatest thrash albums, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the stuff I listened to, it all branched off from that. Cause I, I find it in guitar world and stuff. That's how I found immortal. The first time I, I okay. saw them, you know, I was like, these guys look cool. Yeah. That's, I, that's interesting. I was still going to record stores, hunting them down. <laughs> Cause like I alternative press was like a big magazine for me. And like when I was, I want to say like 1920, cause I like, I, st I really liked like, I was still listening to a lot of like pop punk and like uh, kind of like hardcore. And so I was like into that right. and they focused a lot on that. But I noticed like there was a point where I stopped looking at those and I started just going to like the streaming services and the, and the, like the websites or like social media. Like I think, I think it just like, there was like a trip. I don't even know when, but there was like a period where I think I, Cause I was kind of doing that for a little bit when you were talking about that. I was like, Oh, I remember doing that. But also I think it was so brief that I like, like when I started right. getting interested, it was like at the same time stuff started going towards like having to look for people on Instagram or having to like look for people on like their, uh, like loud wires or good like website that I've always been. I think everybody kind of has follows them just because, and then there's like a, several others that I go to as well. But then yeah, like people's social media and stuff too is like, it's yeah, I think everybody knows Livewire and Metal Sucks. Yeah, those are like the yeah hey, the, hey. the two big ones. I think it. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that that the like the age difference because I do think that it. I like. I think that it was just like a really fast transformation from kind of like people going oh, towards all at once. Yeah, going towards you know things like what you're describing and kind of like similar t stuff to just. Yeah, having to look for it online or having to like discover stuff, yeah. you know, on accident by just listening to a, a playlist or something. It's how I found so much music. I just have like put on, I've like went and gone through and like, or like the related, like I've just searched through the related, you know, on social media and on uh, like Spotify and stuff. Just like, you know, what's, who's like, well, who sounds like this or who are other bands like this? Right. And yeah, you can find so much. That I think I it's, I think it's interesting. I think what was interesting for me was when I started putting out some of the music I've been putting out, I would play one of my songs and then it'd finish and then it'd play something by somebody else. And I was just like, okay, what's it going to compare it to? Mm -hmm. And then it played a death song and I was like, okay, I can live with that. I love Skulldiner. I love death. That's like, <laughs> there you go. I have so many favorite bands. I, I don't know how anyone can sit there and listen to metal and say, oh, well, this one band, this one band is my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Or even these five bands, because there's so much out there, and it's also enjoyable. Yeah. Especially if you take it from a musical perspective. I, I mean, there's so much within metal. It's such a wide genre. And I, 
I, I definitely have to give a shout out to one of the bands that have been on the podcast. I have to really say something about Grave Hopper. I listened to them actually, Several by the episodes. way. Really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of different stuff. Um, you know, it's just that element of them. They're so unique and so different when I hear them that there's not a lot of bands like that to, to just go out and find and listen to that are so that, that unique. But I think they're a great, what's the word I'm looking for? They're just a big smorgasbord of everything metal. Cause I, I can listen to one song and I feel like I'm listening to a thrash song and then I'm listening to a crust punk song and then I'm listening to a death metal song and then I'm listening to a disco meets metal song, you know? I noticed that when I was flipping and, through them, I was like, Oh, this is, it doesn't sound like the same song every uh, every time. No, which same I, band. Yeah, I really like that about when bands do that. You know, where they have like some diversity on the on the record. Well, that's what makes a lot of the classic metal albums so classic. The same with rock albums. If you really look at them and analyze them, a lot of classic rock and classic metal, the albums themselves have some very diverse songs on them. You know, the reason Master of Puppets is as big as it is, is because there's at least one song on that album that could be appealing to almost anyone. Yeah, it's true. There's, you know, you've got Orion for your music snobs, you know, and then you've got Damage Inc. and Battery for your thrash guys, your heavier guys. And then you got a song like Welcome Home Sanitarium. Mm-hmm. And then for your Stoner Doom guys, you got Thing That Should Not Be. And Leopard, I mean, Ma- it's a great album. And Leopard Messiah, which is heavily underrated, at least I th- I think so. Leopard, Ma- okay, fair. It, it's it's there's not a bad song on the album. It's yeah, not- I actually, it's so funny. Thinks otherwise is crazy. It's so funny you were saying that. Is like I, my uh, my mom was at the uh, when they the the live at Seattle '89 recording. Oh. God, really? Yeah, I've seen I've seen your mom then because I've watched that a hundred times, dude. Yeah, dude, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. And like, I trust me, I'm so jealous. Like, she, I remember her telling me stories about it growing up, and I never realized it was that show until like we were talking yeah. about it one time, and she was explaining to me what she saw, and I was like, wait a second, I was like you're at this and I pulled it up and she goes, Oh yeah, that one. I'm like, what? <laughs> you, you didn't, you, you just happened to like forget that, to tell me that you're at, you one saw of... the justice statue fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> you saw Jason almost get hit by that damn yes. arm. You saw one of the greatest <laughs> live performances of, of Metallica like ever. Like I, I was like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I still highlight that as like, Highest in metal, you know. Yeah. Highest in music. It's one it's, of those performances. It's so crazy to me, dude. I just am like, wow, I can't believe you were you were there. That's so awesome. And I think she was like 15 or 16 or something. She was just like with her friends, just going to see a, a metal show. I'm right. like, you just happened to, yeah, just to, happened to go to the best one, one of the best ones happened of all to time. Show up, yeah, yeah. That's just happened to be there. Uh, uh, you know. It's funny because I get people sometimes and they can talk about stuff like that. Or there's uh, one person in particular that's been on the podcast, and that's Tommy Stewart. I'm, I'm about to go through all the names of everybody that's been on the podcast. Promote them right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Tommy Stewart. 
Tommy Stewart, like uh, Richie and them were telling me, they're like, oh yeah, Tommy's met and seen everybody. He'll tell us stories about just running into Tom Array at an airport, you know, boarding a plane. Wow. Back in the day, because he was in Hallow's Eve. And that's way back when in like 85, 86 and stuff. That's a big deal for Georgia, you know, that we do have that one classic thrash band that was on Metal Blade Records. Yeah, it's cool. It's like the, uh, like, um, like I'm from, I'm from the Pacific Northwest and like Nirvana is like the biggest, you know, thing that is like celebrated about, about the, you know, coming music. I think our biggest thing's probably R.E.M. or Leonard, not Leonard Skinner, Allman Brothers, which I like Allman Brothers. Don't care much for R.E.M., but there's a, I have a little bit of hometown spirit, I guess, for, you know, Georgia in some ways. I was a, a big AJ Styles. He's a wrestler fan. I actually named my kid AJ after him. Nice. So. Yeah. I, little stuff. I was like slightly, I think as I've talked about this a little bit on here, but I was like slightly uh, in like, as it, like watch wrestling as a kid. I don't, I never got like too into it, but it was so popular when I was growing up like that, you know, like stone cold and all those guys, it was like that era of, of wrestling. I was, it was just like hard not to watch it. And, you know, it was just like on, you know, people would, family sometimes would right. just put it on because it's like Stone Cold's wrestling The Rock. It's like, what's cooler What's cooler on TV right now than this? You know, I don't think there's. <laughs> not much. Yeah. Not much at that time. It's uh, really gone downhill nowadays. It's, it's really hard to be a wrestling fan. That's why I can kind of categorize it in the nerd category now. <laughs> so it's like there's a fandom for the like different eras and stuff. It's like I have friends that are like still yeah. super, super into it and they'll just watch like old, old stuff or they like, they kind of watch it now, but yeah, they have the same attitude that you're, that you kind of have about it right now. It's like, it's not as, it's nowhere near as cool as no. it was. At certain periods, for sure. I mean, there's been bad periods all throughout it. I, I guess I kind of fall into, like, with music, with comics, with wrestling, I, I tend to fall into, like, a historian kind of mentality there. I, I feel like I try to understand the history of all these things. Nice. You know, like, I'll, I'll dig back to the 1900s, early, early 1900s with, like, uh, the first world champion, the Lion, and uh, then you get into obviously the seventies of Bruno San Martino and all these other people. And okay. I'll just keep naming people who no one knows off. <laughs> Damn. So you're like really that excites me for some reason. Wrestling's like a big like thing for you. It's like a, not as much as it used to be, but I, I think that's because I focused more on the music now. Oh, okay. I, I'm more focused on the, with the podcast and bands and, you know, I still have my spells with comic books and stuff. You know, I, I know a good bit about the history of that. I wanted to bring that up a little bit too. Uh, sure, go for it. Because I saw I saw on your Instagram, you know, I was kind of going through before we interviewed, just kind of looking at some stuff. I saw you had a lot of like Moon Knight stuff posted, and uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you kind of what you how you feel. Uh, I think it's not out yet, right? The new there's a new there's a movie coming out. Because no. I don't I don't actually uh, know a whole a lot TV about series. it. I don't actually know a whole lot about him, and so I was kind of curious, like. Uh, you know, for for a person that doesn't, you know, like know a whole lot, like what what should I, you know, kind of what's like them is the moon? He's like Marvel, right? He's uh, yeah, okay. So a lot of people compare him to Batman. They say he's Marvel's Batman. 
Okay, I'm gonna dispel that real quick. If he's Batman, he's three times a psychopath and nut job that Batman is. <laughs> like at Batman's best, at his craziest, he's still not as crazy as Moon Knight. Uh, Mark Spector's a really interesting character because he has multiple personalities he's developed over the years by having all of these different identities to kind of work to be Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. He uses different identities to gather information and things like that, kind of like Batman does. But it feels more like a real world Batman to me when I think about it. If you take out some of the mystical elements, because there's some Egyptian mystical elements to it for sure. Yeah. But as as far as a character, I I I don't know what I'd tell you as far as you have you haven't you don't know anything about the character. Mm-hmm. All I could tell you is he is one of the most interesting comic characters of all time because his story is so rich. Like just in, in his history is so rich. He's okay. very underrated. Yeah. I was just, I, I hate to use the word underrated. <laughs> I saw some, like I saw some previews for it and I was like, Oh, this looks kind of cool. Like I, I like, I've liked comic books and stuff growing up, but I never like, it was never, I kind of just stick to like one like character or like one like group of characters. I never went like, you know, looked at like everything really. And so, uh, I was curious too, if you feel like they picked a good actor to portray him in this movie, or if you feel like it's, you know, I don't really know. Marvel does such a good job casting. Like they, nobody can take that away from them. They absolutely do a great job of casting anyone they use. So I don't question anybody they cast or anything anymore. No, like, honestly, not since Robert Downey Jr. Because then when they, somebody was like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Iron Man, I was like, eh, maybe. Yeah. You know, this is back in, like, 2009. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got in that whole MCU thing, like, when it started. And I when I started seeing, like, clues that, they, oh, like, they're going to do an Avengers movie. I started seeing clues. I was like, oh, man, this is, <gasps> yeah. you know, <laughs> like, I was either going to nut or cry in the theater when I saw the first <laughs> Avengers movie. Like, I might have done both at once. I don't know. But I was super excited, man. Going back to that. The movie was pretty cool in the theater. It was pretty awesome. I remember seeing it and being like, holy shit, this is awesome. For a longtime fan like me who grew up reading Avengers comic books, to see that come to life, man, that was a moment. You know, that was special. It's like, uh, I know a lot of people give those movies flack, but the amazing Spider-Man movies with um, Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't think any of the Spider-Man movies have had better web slinging. Like some of his swings across the rooftops and stuff. And that last scene where he's going to Oscorp, Mm -hmm. it's just. That is true. That movie has. Beautiful. That was like, I I liked the first one a lot. Uh, I thought that. I thought it was like a cool new take on on Spider Man. It was like, because you know, all we had yeah, had before, more modernized. yeah, all we had before was yeah, Tobey Maguire, and so I was like, yeah, this is cool. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. That was, and like the whole thing where he's in the tunnels and he like, he like puts his webs across, you know, so he could find the lizard and stuff. Yeah. That shit's badass. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we get a little bit of Detective Spider Man there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's fun. 
I'll tell you a great Spider-Man story. It was written a few years ago by uh, Chip Zdarsky. He's the guy that's currently writing Daredevil and doing a, just a bang-up job with Daredevil. Um, that's another. That's like one of my favorite characters is Daredevil, by the way. Okay. But Chip Zdarsky recently wrote Spider-Man Life Story. Go find that. If you're like, I don't know. I don't know if you like to read you know, an actual book yeah. or digital, whichever you do. If you like to read a physical book, I mean, you can find that pretty easy because okay. it's, it's recent, but it's Spider-Man life story and it takes place starting in the 1960s and brings us into present time as Spider-Man ages. Oh, wow. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's great. It kind of took a, like the, the earth X approach because earth X was this thing they did in the nineties with Marvel where they took the, from the point of the 1960s and moved up into the 1990s, how it would be, you know, if, if we kept going forward in time and every few issues was, you know, every month. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's what they were originally going to do, but then they started to realize, Hey, if we keep doing this, Reed Richards is going to be a hundred years old <laughs> at some point. Yeah. We're going to have to just kill him. Or have like somebody else take over the, like how they've kind of, I noticed they kind of do that with, with Batman. Like there's like, he kind of has like a new Robin and stuff like throughout the, his lifetime of his character and stuff like that. Well, he can't help that they all keep dying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I was about to say, poor Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got beat to death with a crowbar and then he comes back to lie, you know, because uh, Ra's al Ghul threw him in a Lazarus pit. And he comes back, tries to kill the Joker, and Batman stops him when he thinks he's dead again. And then we got the Red Hood running around. That's a great run. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great Batman stories throughout the years. I, I mean, I love Batman. That's probably why I like Daredevil and Punisher so much. Or even a character like Moon Knight, because they're more street level. I think in the new Moon Knight TV series, though, we were talking about that. I think it's probably going to be more. There's going to be more of the supernatural element in that one, for sure. So I think I think that'll be cool that we could explore that a little more. It, it looks a good bit different from the comics, though. As long as it doesn't do what Eternals did, because Eternals was just was that not? I, I've heard like that. I've heard people didn't like that one. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's a good story. It's well told. There's some nice references, you know, to classic mythology and things like that in it. But I. Feel like they went so far away from what Jack Kirby created in the late '60s, early '70s, whenever it was. That as a huge Kirby fan, I just can't get behind it. Just like the treatment of Icarus in that for me was just, I can't do it. <laughs> it's a little bit heartbreaking. If you're a big Kirby fan like I was, I think that's why so many of us had trouble with like. Justice League and things like that because mm-hmm. Batman and Superman felt like they deviated so much from who they were in the comics I'm not even a Superman fan but if he's not a freaking Boy Scout choir boy I don't care to see him that is true and that's the thing I don't like about him that's <laughs> the thing I don't like about him but it's it's a great thing to play against Batman you know yeah yeah I'm wondering what they're going to do with uh the DC universe now that it, you know they put out this Batman movie and and uh, have you watched Peacemaker? 
Uh, I haven't, but I want to. I I, I think I'm gonna watch oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. It's something I need to check out. I've I've been meaning to. I can't stand John Cena. Like being a wrestling fan, okay. I can't stand John Cena the wrestler. I hate John Cena the wrestler. <laughs> but John Cena the peacemaker, oh my god! Is it cool? It's amazing. Yeah, oh, I man. love their. I love the way they did Vigilante. He's nothing like in the comics. Vigilante's in there. Peacemaker's not really like he is in the comics. But you can't go wrong with James Gunn. I mean, he's so he's so good at what he does. That's I'm have to check that out. That sounds uh It's great. It's hilarious. The soundtrack's awesome too. I don't even like hair metal. You know, I'm not really a hair metal guy. But there's some hair metal stuff on there I really like. Hell yeah. Uh you know, just sitting through the intro, man. If you can get through the intro, it's fairly cringe. I know my wife and I were sitting there watching and she was like, What in God's name is going on with this intro? <laughs> I was like, this is terrible, but John Cena's making an ass out of himself, I feel like, so I think that makes it feel better for me. There you go. Yeah, like, I could not stand him as a wrestler. I was always a CM Punk guy and stuff. So, you know, anytime anybody got an upper hand on him, I was I was usually usually cheering for the heels and stuff. Oh, okay. Maybe that's a metal thing, because I always like Triple H, too. I like Triple H. He's uh... got the Motorhead connection. Yeah. I hate that they're putting out merch. I hate they're putting out merch right now with DX and Lemmy on it. You know, I, I just right after he dies, it just felt a little insulting. Like they're just trying to cash in. Yeah, yeah, it does seem a little just like like it's a money grab kind of. Uh, I have moral issues with things. <laughs> same man. I. Uh... I'm excited. I was just reading today that there's the official uh, Megadeth announced like the actual release date for the album, the new album. Uh, I, I saw it, but I hadn't looked at the date. I think it's um, like it popped up on Google News. Yeah, I think it's going to be July 8th is going to be the release, um, which I'm excited for. I mean, I when I saw him yeah. again, when I saw him this summer, I was or last summer, or no, what is it? Yeah, geez, sorry. It'd have been a couple of years ago. It was no, it was actually last. It was twenty twenty one. I think it was in July. Yeah, it was like, when they rebooted the tour. Mm-hmm. I had and, tickets to the same tour, but when they rebooted it, they decided they weren't coming to Atlanta. Oh so. shit, that's a bummer. Yeah, uh, I was worried how he's going to sound, you know, because he just wasn't. He's in remission for for cancer and stuff, and I was like. Yeah, you know, like I and he came out and he sounded great, and so like I'm, that just like made me more excited for this new album, and so like uh, now that there's like an official release date too, I'm just like, you know, getting stoked. Right. It's like you know, like three four months away, we get to hear a whole new Megadeth. As good as Dave Mustaine, as good as Dave Mustaine can sound, sounding singing live, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <I> never, <laughs> like. Dave's not the best live singer. Yeah, I meant good for Dave, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I had the chance to go up and meet him, man. I should have went and seen him. Oh, yeah? He, he was uh, – here's another one of those moral quandaries for me. So Dave Mustaine, an ex-alcoholic, now has his own brand of wine. So think about that. Dave's out here promoting this wine. He's an ex-alcoholic. 
And not only is he promoting it, but he's having meet and greets where you come meet him and get him to sign the wine bottles for you. Like, I, I just have to imagine that's that maybe that's him conquering it, but that just seems like it'd be really hard for me if I was an ex alcoholic. Yeah, it could. Yeah, I, I could see how it could be him, like, c- conquering it and being, like, the. Conquering his demons. Yeah, like, I'm. Dude, my buddy went up there. And he met Dave and Dave's whole family. Wow. Like he just stopped and talked to one of Dave. He stopped and talked to one of Dave's kids and then got a photo with all of Dave's kids and Dave and stuff. Wow. That's really cool. He just, he just said the hell with it and did it. <laughs> like he, I guess he's lucky Dave didn't come over there and like, you know, pull some of that kickboxing shit on him. True. <laughs> that would be cool though. Dave to get, is, you to know, get kicked by Dave. That would be pretty awesome. I would get kicked by Dave Mustaine. About as cool as Alice Cooper getting thrown on the floor by Elvis. That's a real story. You need to look that up. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Look up Alice Cooper Elvis story. Everybody. Anybody <laughs> that's listening, go look that up. After the podcast. Hell yeah, dude. Well Not uh during after. <laughs> I wanna uh I wanna say like thank you for doing this today. I uh you know, I appreciate um you know, I have several bands to go check out now after this. And I'm going to go watch Peacemaker for sure. I want you to, you know, plug everything that you got going on, you know, for the podcast and anything else, you know, like let people know where they can listen and check out everything you got. Okay. So I'm so used to telling people to do that. This is weird. <laughs> it's like that Ricky Bobby thing. I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> um, no, uh, the podcast, you can go you can listen to it on spotify you can listen to it on my homepage on buzzsprout for the metal thrashing nerd podcast apple uh you know apple podcast i believe deezer god you name it pod chaser good pods oh yeah it's everywhere that buzzsprout will get it out for me nice um as far as people coming on the podcast there is one major announcement i'm going to go ahead and make here i do have a co-host now oh cool I am a fit. Yeah. Officially Richie Randall will become my new co-host for the podcast. His first episode will be our history of thrash episode, which we are recording this month. And on that episode will be the, uh, a Scandinavian band named, uh, Bomith who are a thrash band and Tommy Stewart from, uh, dire wolf and black Duma records. He's also the founding member of Hallow's Eve. So we're gonna have all we're gonna have those guys on there. We're gonna go through the history of thrash, which is, you know, my thing. Nice, <laughs> love it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's the main episode this month. We're also gonna have a band called God, if I can pronounce their name, Obscuricus. I have it written down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing with metal, man. Sometimes you get these. Bands oh, dude, yeah, your names. Or like some of the it. song titles, I'm like, I don't know how to say, what is that word? That's a that's a different word. Uh, <laughs> uh, carcass, carcass was a fun one. Lavaging expectorate of Lysoglide composition. Yeah, <laughs> let me carcass there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'll never forget it. That was awesome, man. Lavaging expectorate of Lysoglide composition. Yeah, it's off of necrotism, descamping the insalubrious. <laughs> They love throwing out that medical terminology. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as my music, um, 
I have a new single coming out on the 30th for the Infernal Tyrant project. I've been hard at work on the production side of it as far as mixing and mastering. I'm trying to get better at this. So it's going to sound a lot better than the first two singles that came out. But I I think it's going to be a step forward and everything's... If you go through and listen to these singles before I release the full length sometime this summer, you'll be able to hear a progression in production quality and mixing and mastering. Oh, that's cool. Hell yeah, dude. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the music. It's just great to finally put some more of my stuff out. It's been, you know, six, seven years since I put anything out. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, the most exciting the most exciting thing is the podcast. We have a ton of bands coming on. Uh, I should have wrote them down, had them sitting here so I could tell you all the bands that were coming. But we have a lot. I'm always looking for bands. So anyone that's interested, if you have a band, you have friends with bands holler at me i'm on twitter i'm on facebook and i'm on instagram and i'd love to hear from you i'm also on slaps with my music project so you can kind of if you hunt down infernal tyrant on slaps you can find me and show me your band and i might consider it for the podcast cool awesome dude uh yeah yeah dude thank thank you busy uh, Hell yeah, man! Thanks for coming on. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was this was cool. Super exciting. Yeah, uh, this is my first interview that I've had oh, to do. Hell, cool. Know, years. Yeah, glad to have you on. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.